Christianity. By now, it's a verse that we can, you know, throw down and throw up. Amen. It's a nice verse for us in this season and in this month. And I pray that it will manifest itself in your life. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Amen. And last week we started, you know, having a look about how we can believe, how we can increase our belief, how we can develop, how we can grow in our belief, how we can sustain our belief. And the thing we looked at last week was that knowledge and understanding. Amen. When you have the right knowledge and you understand the knowledge you have, you are likely to believe. Do you you understand? Those of you who like going to conspiracy websites, have you seen that you believe? When they tell you that, you know, uh, the, the vaccine, they have put something in specifically for black people. You take it something. Yeah. It, it is once you receive that knowledge and you have understanding of that knowledge, you will also believe. You also believe if they tell you that meat is not good and they give you the basis for it and you believe you will stop eating meat, isn't it? Because recently I heard that meat affects the climate. Oh, you haven't heard it? Oh, you see, you see, you see? You see, I listen to news um, from different perspectives because the truth lies somewhere in the middle. (laughs) The truth actually lies somewhere. Yeah, so for those who want to, everybody to stop eating meat, they have managed to find scientists who have also come up with a theory that the cow and the goat and the sheep, they are increasing the carbon dioxide, do you understand, in the atmosphere, which is depleting, you know. So the end, <laughs> the end game is that avoid meat, which is not biblical. Minister Sheila, if they can show it to me in scripture, I will listen. But until then, then there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Auntie Sheila is very nervous. She's wondering whether <laughs> it will become law. <laughs> yeah. And what will Sally do with her goat meat? <laughs> but what I'm saying is that <laughs> you see how we receive knowledge. Most of us now, most of our knowledge is from Google. Sometimes my daughter would tell me something so confident. I say, where did you get it from? <laughs> yeah. How, how many, don't raise your hand. How many of you have gotten health tips, facial tips, design tips? The, don't, don't raise your hand from the internet. <laughs> yeah. And the reality is that whether the person who has put it on the internet knows what they have put there or not. Because sometimes the person was just lying in their bed and the thought came and said, this, is, this sounds like a very good idea. 
Yeah, because you can't verify. They can't even put PhD by their name. You can't verify. Yeah, whether they even exist. I've just been told that, in fact, there are a lot of people even on, uh, what do you call it, Twitter and all that don't actually exist. They are not real human beings. But they've been giving you advice for quite a long time now. And, and you have been taking. But look how we are struggling for you to take advice from scripture. Yeah. So if you can take advice from Google and believe in Google, it's time you believed in the word of God. Yeah. Because the knowledge you have and the understanding of the knowledge is what would increase your faith in that. And it's what will let you, you know, when you have been brought up in an environment where they say men are bad, men are wicked, men are unfaithful. You see, it's not going to be easy for a man to convince you that I am a faithful man. <laughs> do you get it? Yeah, because you have believed based on the knowledge you had, based on the explanation that was given to you. And that is why knowledge and understanding is key to how you, whether you will be established and whether you will prosper. And not just that you'll be established and you'll prosper, but what you will be established in and what you'll prosper. Everybody is established in something. Yeah. Everybody is established, but what you'll be established in depends on the knowledge you have and the understanding of it. And the next thing is also is that your level of meditation on the word will develop your belief. Meditation. Meditation. You see, meditation is used by so many religions and cults that it has a negative connotation. But meditation is biblical. And how and what you meditate on is what brings the difference. And I came to tell you something this morning. That if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Have you seen how you worry? What am I going to do? What will happen? What if they don't? Hey, what if I don't make? What if, those of you who are about to take exams and you are writing your decision, what if I don't finish? What if I don't pass? It's an anointing for meditation. Yeah. You see, the difference is that worry is born out of fear. Meditation is born out of faith. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you know how to meditate. <laughs> It's just that you didn't know. <laughs> so you know something that you didn't know that you know. Because what I pray that we will use that grace we have for worrying and redirect it to meditate. Amen. Yeah. Because I believe that meditation is an instruction in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. To meditate on the word of God which means to meditate on the knowledge and the understanding you are getting is to contemplate and reflect. Is to contemplate and reflect. Especially for charismatic Christians. We have so much activity, so much excitement, so much movement, so much that we are nervous to contemplate and reflect. Yeah. If the word of God has to come to us for us to even find it powerful, it has to come with some excess effort. If we read the word of God to you right now, you will fall asleep. You want some extra action. But that does not make you imbibe the word in you. 
Haven't you seen why charismatic Christians are actually also some of the shallowest? And then what we would describe as orthodox sometimes are much deeper when it comes to the word. We can fight demons. We know how to, but when it comes to the word, it means to concentrate and focus your thoughts on the word. To focus, concentrate your thoughts on the word. Most of us don't meditate on the word of God. Most of us, every morning when we wake up, yes, we may have our quiet time, but our meditation actually is what is on everything else that's going to happen in the day. Will I miss the bus? Will I be able to have breakfast before I go? Can I finish this? And should I wear red? Should I wear yellow? Should I wear the jeans? Shouldn't I wear the jeans? I wore the jeans the last time. Maybe I should change and wear something else. Can you imagine if that same time you took some 119 verse 105 and were just going back and forth with it? Yeah. Does it mean that it's actually a, a lamp when I'm standing? Or is it when I'm, I mean, what does it mean? Same discussion. It also means to memor. In the Old Testament, when you say yeah, meditation is to memor. And most of us know how to memor. Memoring is a grace we have. Memoring is to talk under your breath, isn't it? <laughs> if I bring any six or seven year old, they can really exhibit memory completely. Eat your chicken. <laughs> you know, I've had my grandchildren this weekend with me, and they have a grace for memory. It's, they'll just say, no, I don't want egg. You think they finish. They are working and continue. I don't want egg. I don't want the red. I told them I don't want them. They still gave me the egg. This morning, I'm not having my bath. I don't want to bath. I want bath. I don't want bath. I can't bath. Yeah. It's memory. And you're supposed to do the same with the word of God. Because do you know that when you remember and remember, you take action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember and remember and remember, and then you go and fight with somebody. So if you remember and remember and remember on the word of God, you go and use it. It also means to ruminate. So in the New Testament, it comes in the form that to ruminate is an agricultural term, isn't it? For cows, sheep, the cows that we are about to stop eating. <laughs> As for me, I don't like cow meat. So if it's only cow, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm all for climate move of cow. But not lamb. <laughs> no, not good. Please, no. no you know. So we'll see which animals produce more carbon dioxide. And then we can fight that battle. <laughs> you know, to ruminate. Yeah. They say that inside the stomach of the cow or the sheep, they have four compartments, isn't it? And the food moves from, I mean, biology was one of my weakest subjects. So even to be discussing this, I am impressed with myself. <laughs> I, I am very, very, very impressed with myself, yes. I have a friend called Cynthia, and um, right from high school, we took a pack that when we have biology homework, she takes the lead and I just follow. If we have math homework, I take the lead and she just follow, trusting that whatever we are doing will be right. Yeah, so when they say draw a frog, I don't draw the frog. I wait patiently. <laughs> when she draws her frog, even if it doesn't look like a frog, it's still better than my frog, so I'll be like, 
<laughs> we shall copy this frog. Yeah, you know. Sometimes the biology teacher will say, I should show her where the different parts of the frog. I say, you didn't ask for that. <laughs> this is an overview, you know. You have to look at it from a higher place. Yeah. But you see that for animals that ruminate, you see that the food goes through a lot of process. And the word of God has to go through a lot of process in you. Having your five minutes quiet time, ten minutes quiet time, just coming to church here in the way, will never let the word turn into faith in your life. Hmm. Yeah. It also means to ponder. So all the things that we normally would do, but we do it in such a wrong way, actually can assist us in meditation. Yeah. Have you seen... For those who are taking exams and, you know, you see the question and you spend some time pondering over it, or a challenge. Some of us, we get letters in our house. We get brown letter. We look at the letter and we ponder. <laughs> we look at it and it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. Generally, meditation will involve reading, writing, saying, for those who can sing and those who cannot sing, also singing and praying it. So that one word, you read the word. You write the word. You say the word. You sing the word. And then you pray the word. That is how you know people who have meditated before ma making a song and those who are just, you know, they put, a, listen, a song that has been produced out of meditation is very different from a song that has been produced out of skill. Yeah. I always say that this uh, uh, Dunson, is that his name? Yeah. He, his voice is not good. <laughs> but his voice, we are in the category. Yeah. But you can see that all his songs come from a place of meditation. Yeah. Because if we are going through that process of reading a word, writing the word, saying the word over and over, then beginning to sing. Listen, everything in the word of God is a song. Yeah, you can sing it. Yeah, you can sing. We can make a song right now in this room. But I don't want anybody to leave, so we'll make it today. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Meditation requires us requires time, and also it requires you to be present in the moment. Yeah. You cannot meditate and be absent. Yeah. You see how people now have conversations and they're absent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can be at dinner, even maybe lovers, 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 not siblings, lovers, and they're not present. They're not present. They're actually looking at a stranger on a social on, on, on Instagram and wondering hey, why are they, you know, and then the, the person that they are supposed to be present with is sitting there. And we do the same with the word of God. If you want to meditate, you have to be present. Have you seen that we don't meditate on the word of God? Yeah. And you see, when I say write, read, sometimes when you are meditating, part of the writing is to write anything that will distract you. So if you are spending 15 minutes in the morning to meditate on the word of God, and now you are thinking of, oh, I have to turn the light off. I have to, just write them so that they can get out of your head. 
Anything that will distract you from meditating, just put it down. Yeah, I don't, the shop, I have to pick up, I have to take this, just write it. Because as soon as you write it, you can get back to what you're supposed to focus on. Let's look at a few scriptures this morning. The reason why a lot of promises in scripture, you know, and we always say that the word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, you know, we, but somehow the word of God is not bearing and manifesting the way it should in our life because it is not where it should be in us. Someone, the Bible says in verse 1 to 3, I'm going to read the NLT. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord and meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. You see, the word of God is the word of God. So hit and miss. Sometimes it will manifest itself in you. Sometimes it will make you fruitful. Some, but you see, if you are meditating, it says that every season it will bring forth its, its fruit. Every time it will prosper in that which it has been sent to. But then there's a clause. It says that it's for those who delight in the law. Amplified says delight and desire in the law of the Lord. Meditating on it day and night. It means that that grace to meditate day and night can only be generated if we delight in the word of God. What does it mean to delight? It means taking great pleasure and enjoyment in the knowledge of God's word would keep your mind on it. Anything that you find delightful, you think about. Those who like food, they always think about food. Those who like girls, they always think about girls. Those who like boys, they always think about boys. Those who like makeup, they always think about makeup. Those who like shoes, they always think about shoes. It says that it will bring you what? Enjoyment. It says that those taking great pleasure and enjoyment in the knowledge of God's word. Do we find the word of God exciting? interesting. Most of us find it boring. That's our sleeping medication. Yeah. In fact, even when we come to church, praise and worship, we are excited. This, we are excited. As soon as the preaching starts, you start sleeping. Okay, wake up now. I mean, now that it has been said, you might as well just wake up. You see, when you have a desire for something, oh, it's not easy. It's a strong feeling. Do you know desire is a strong feeling? Yeah. Desire causes people to do wrong things. Hmm. See that when somebody really, really desires something, they don't give up easily. The girl will say no, they'll come back. The girl will say no, they'll come back. They'll go around and leave her for a while so she'll come down. You know, recently, one of our little girls was here and I asked her about somebody and then we were told that the person was still hovering around here. I said, brother, we have even advised him, 
We have counseled him. We have admonished him. We have threatened him. We have told him that, brother, this thing will not work. The girl has said no. She put it in, she put it in writing. She, she recorded it. She brought witnesses. Greek, Hebrew, French. Sometimes he would disappear for like two or three months. Then he would just come back quietly to come and say hello. Just in case. Yeah. So recently he has come up with a plan. And his current plan is that he's not going to talk about anything. He's going to ensure friends, friends, friends. Let's be friends. How are you? I'm good. How was your day? Okay. Yeah. Do you want chicken fried rice? But he's still hovering around. That is so. Can you imagine if we felt the same way about the word of God? Can you imagine if we felt the same way about the word of God? Coming back to it. Coming back to it. Coming back to it. I mean, listen, the guy tried everybody on the planet that he thought had influence over the girl. And I told him that, listen, you are a very wonderful young man. Do you understand? Yes. If I, if I, if I had an eligible lady of your age, I would have definitely recommended you. But the way you are behaving now, I can't recommend anybody to you. Because the thing is becoming dangerous. <laughs> it's becoming like a stalker. It's becoming like a stalker. He appears everywhere. He appears. One day we were here. Do you remember? He's not in this land. One day we were in this room. He just appeared. And as soon as he appeared, the girl walked off. I said, brother, we shall entertain you for the next two days, okay? But go back and never do that again. I said, but this behavior... I can't recommend you to anybody. Yeah. But you can see that the desire is very strong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he promised that, that this is it. He's moved on. Final, 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 final. Yeah. But he hasn't moved on. He hasn't moved. Can you imagine? That is the relationship we should have with the word of God. Yes, even when we were standing on a word and it didn't come to pass, maybe we wanted healing for our parents, or it didn't come, your desire for the word is such that it cannot be shifted. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about meditation is that meditation is driven by faith, but meditation also increases faith. So I'm trying to give you a little faith to start meditating. And when you start meditating, that meditation will increase your faith. Just like I said that worry is driven by fear. And worry is sustained by fear. The more you worry, the more fearful you become. Some of us is over sickness. Yeah, you go to your doctor, I say that, did your great-grandmother have breast cancer? Did your grandmother have cancer? Did your mother have cancer? Mm. Yeah. Immediately, another spirit has been laid upon you. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll tell you that every day, check your breast for a lump, whatever. Even if there's nothing there, between your hand and your brain, you will find one. That is how worry 
is sown into our lives. Right now, some of us, we are, maybe we work at places, they say, oh, they are going to make people redundant, or they may make redundant. They haven't even brought the conversation up. You have already gone on a high mountain. You are about to take off. And Job told us that, listen, the thing that I so greatly feared is what has come upon me. So fear has a way of attracting, just as faith has a way of attracting. When you have faith in something, you attract the thing. When you have fear of something, you attract the thing. And that is why you have to be really careful what you allow to remain around you. Some things can pass. Do do, do you understand? Yeah, some things can pass, but the things that remain, if you have your best friend is a mourner and your best friend is a warrior, that's your best friend, you will become a warrior. In the process of trying to help them to stop worrying, you will become a warrior. Most things have a spirit that carry them. So if it's a spirit, then it can go into anybody. Joshua chapter 1. Anything you meditate on, you will be established in that thing. You will prosper in that thing. You will be established. Listen, if you think about your spouse in a certain way, you know, analyze them in a certain way, process them in a certain way. Listen, your relationship and your marriage will be established. And that marriage will prosper. If you also think and meditate on that same relationship in another way, it will. Can you imagine that a husband who wakes up, goes to work, and always thinking about how I have such an amazing wife? God, why did you give me such a beautiful wife, such a humble? Why do I have a wife who is so helpful? Do you think that if another girl came to even sit by him, he would notice? The reason why you are prone to everything that comes around you is because you are not focused on anything. Some people can't even make a choice of a spouse. Oh, this girl is nice. Hey, but this one too is nice. Oh. This one is not too bad. Oh. This one is not. No, 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 no. No, no. Listen, everybody has bad sides. Everybody has good sides. But if you choose to meditate on the good, it will generate. It will generate. Yeah. I always say this to parents. If you focus on your child's strength, you'll be amazed what your child will become. One day, Phoebe told me that, you, mommy, as for you, I can't do anything. Everything I do, you say is great. I was so happy she said that. (laughs) But I never meant it to be that way. But she was like, yeah, even if I can't draw, you say I can draw. When I couldn't sing, you say I could sing. (laughs) Because what you do is that you build that person's confidence. You encourage that person. And your mind is stayed on it. If you can only find negative things about your spouse, you won't like your spouse. That relationship cannot prosper. That home cannot be established. But if you focus on it, say yes. Sometimes sometimes I I, I analyze certain things. Yeah. So you people talk to Reverend. eh? That he should begin to say certain things that he hasn't been saying. 
Especially when I'm making an effort in that particular area. <laughs> hey, Reverend, what are you talking about? Why do you want to know? Yeah, just tell him, Franca. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to, you know, get on this whole exercise thing and do. I'm focused. 2022. And then sometimes I'll go to the gym. Sometimes I'll go to the gym and come back. Reverend will be lying in the bed. He'll be like, yeah. So he, that is his level of support. <laughs> but I'm waiting for when he starts, then he will see. Yeah. But you see, you will be surprised the impact and the effects you have just by staying focused on that. Yeah. Some of you, you see, the school doesn't look right because you are not focused on it. You started the course, you are thinking about another course. And already you've changed your course three times. It's a pattern. It should tell you something. It's not about the course, it's about you. <laughs> Every subject can be bad. Every course cannot be bad. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You see, even deep meditation will also even bring out what is wrong to be able to sieve out and take out. We are too superficial on certain things, and that's scary. Let's read Joshua chapter 1. The Bible says in verse 6, Be strong, confident, and of good courage, for you shall cause these people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only you be strong and very courageous, that you may do according to all the law that Moses, which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good Success. Amen. What the scripture is telling me is that it takes a level of courage and strength to observe and to do. And how would you develop courage and strength? One of the ways is to meditate. Yeah. Do you know when you meditate, stay focused on something, you gain confidence in that thing. Yeah. You gain strength in that area. And if in the world that we are in, if we want to try and observe and do what the word of God says, we have to have a higher level of confidence. We have to have a higher level of strength to overcome atheism, to overcome skeptics, to overcome all kinds of things in our society so that the word will prosper us. My prayer is that if you are somebody in CICC, talking about your faith should not be a problem to you. Should not be something you're embarrassed about. Should not be something you're nervous about. Should not be something that you have to even prepare yourself to. Do you understand? Yes. What do you do over the weekend? I go to church. Yeah. What are some of the things you do in church? I say, oh, I can show you a little video on church on the service. On... Yeah. But it takes courage. It takes confidence. It takes strength. Yeah. To say no. Yeah, we are going to the pub after work. 
We have to go for a meal. You go for the meal. They say, oh, everybody has to have red wine. Red wine goes with meat. Uh, white wine goes with fish. And then you say, oh, I want orange juice. Yeah. Otherwise, you sit there and say, oh, I don't want to be the odd one out. Let me have one glass, please. One glass. Then it says that this law of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. How many of you know that our mouth is either chewing or talking? Our mouth. We are either what? Chewing or talking. And if the word should not depart of our mouth, it means that we are either talking the word or chewing the word. We are either confessing the word out loud it, or we are chewing on it, ruminating on it, chewing on it. Do you know that there's chewing and there's chewing? People can chew gum till there's no life in the gum. There's a fruit in uh, Ghana called alasan. I don't know what it is, what its agricultural name is. Um, scientists, please help. <laughs> yeah. That thing starts as a fruit and ends as a gum. And ends as a gum. You have to chew the word to all the juice in the word has come out. (laughs) The word should not depart out of your mouth. You whisper the word. You say it out loud. You see, standing in your room and confessing the word should not be strange to you. Sometimes you haven't received the blessing that word because you haven't fully chewed it and you haven't fully confessed it. Yes, you are expecting healing. You have found verses on healing. You don't stop with it till you are healed. You chew it till you are healed. You confess it till you are healed. You read it till you are healed. You stay on those scriptures till it happens. Yes, you've read a scripture that has your breakthrough in it. That scripture ain't leaving you. You put it down when you are finished with it. Yeah. See, sometimes you will say that, oh, I was standing on the word. How many times did you read it? If you didn't read it, it was read over you. How would it happen? You have to chew it. I can tell you how nice chicken is, but it's not the same like you eating the chicken. I haven't seen any young girl who can chew chicken like my granddaughter. I mean, she can chew chicken. She can, and she likes spicy chicken wings. And, and she will chew it. She will chew, and she will tell you that this chicken is nice. Yeah. It's not the same as her brother who looks at the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that some of us, that's what we say to the word of God. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Second Chronicles 2020. Can you imagine the whole month of May you are chewing on it? The whole month of May you are chewing on it. You just take the last two lines and then you are just chewing on it. Ah. Belief has no choice but to be there. That you may observe to do according to all that is in it. For then shall you make your way prosperous. Make your way prosperous. Make your way prosperous. Make your way prosperous. Yeah. 
What I want to tell you is that, listen, sometimes a way may look prosperous, but it doesn't necessarily mean it is. You can avoid the word of God and still prosper. Yeah. But the Bible says that there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. And that's why when we will come to look at Joshua, you realize that it talks about good success. Because there's success. Unbelievers succeed. Atheists succeed. In fact, sometimes they are richer and appear more blessed. But that is a way. Yeah. And do you know that most of these people also meditate? Not on the word of God, but they stay focused on something. And that something brings them results. And Christians are so busy, we don't meditate on anything. We think it's a waste of time. Your prosperity and establishment is in your being still and seeing the manifestation of the Lord. Let's look at Romans 8. One of the things that makes us struggle to meditate is because of our level of spirituality. But meditating on the word of God also is what will build us up spiritually. You cannot have a fleshy mind and have a spiritual life, live a spiritual life. You cannot. You cannot have a fleshy mind and live a spiritual, successful life. Romans 8. The Bible says in verse 3. Maybe we should start from verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Then the verse 3. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and of sin, condemned sin in the flesh. It means that nobody, everybody in Christ must move away from walking in the flesh and begin to walk in the spirit. And it doesn't just automatically come. Everything is not based on laying of hands. Everything is not based on prophetic. Sometimes you also have to go through the transition. Verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But it's not physical death necessarily. But death separation from God. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Ask your neighbor, do you have a lot of anxiety in your life? It's time to start meditating. Because if you want to have life and peace. It says you have to be what? Spiritually minded. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. That is why your carnal mind doesn't want you to sit still and focus on the word of God. Because if you do that, then your life is going to become more peaceful. 
for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You see why you don't have a desire? You see that you don't, why you don't delight? It's the fleshiness of your state. Your mind is fleshy. Your thoughts are fleshy. Your emotions are, thoughty, are fleshy. So it separates you from anything that is spiritual. So your mind is renewed and your mind becomes, begins to focus more on the only, the, the main thing that brings a transformation in our mind is what we put our mind on, what we fix our mind to. Let's continue. Let's read verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus and the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Yeah. Meditation brings you to that place where you begin to walk in the spirit. You begin to become more sensitive to the spirit. You begin to become more sensitive to even atmospheric movements. Yeah. We let cults and all these kind of people appear more powerful. The only difference is because they focus on the thing that they believe in. And we don't. We don't. Yes. Like wherever we say, our cross is an accessory. Our Bible is part of our pillow. We sleep on it. Hopefully, osmosis will take place. But then you will find uh, people who believe in yoga or whatever, and they will meditate on it. They'll, and they will sit still for one hour. Yeah. They have done it to, to be so effectful that the world goes for yoga as part of finding peace. But we will not. And we have a more potent word. We have something more potent that if we meditate on this, we can shift. We can shift atmospheres. We can change situations. We can turn things around, not just for us, but anybody who comes around us, they will know that something is different. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes when the issue comes, instead of meditating, we are going to chase to see how best we can solve it. And we still don't get answers. And then we get frustrated. My prayer for us today is that we'll begin to see the word of God in a different light. Yeah. It's not a history book. It's not a story. It's not parables. It's not. It's the word of God. Hmm. May you set your mind on spiritual things. May you set your mind on spiritual things. Another advantage of meditation is that it pulls down strongholds. The Bible says that in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God 
to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. How charismatic Christians, we like this scripture. We like this scripture, but we've never understood how we implement it. Never understood how we implement it. It's not your saying that, you know, the weapons of my warfare are not kind of, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. No. No, 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 no. Where is the weapon? Yeah. Where is the weapon? And what are you doing with the weapon? If you have meat to chop up and you are using your spoon, you and the meat will be there for a long time. It's even worse if maybe you and the meat, you change the spoon and you go and take a table knife. It will not do anything. He's looking for a butcher's knife. So the one who just says this word, likes this scripture and declares it every time, it's always one of the prayer points. Let's stand and pray that no weapon from against us will every decision shall be condemned. And everyone... That, you see, the thing about meditation is that it's not a group affair. It's not for a community. It's not for a church. It's just for you. So if you don't do it, you don't do it. There's no motivational speaker. There's no assistant. There's nobody saying, meditate, meditate, meditate. Are you meditating? How is the meditation going? Nobody can tell you that. It's a very personal thing. Yes. Just like how you take your bath and nobody else is there. You brush your teeth so will you meditate and you have to be determined to meditate and you have to find its value and importance to meditate because your meditation is what will cast down all these thoughts that are coming through your head listen the last couple of weeks have made me realize that having suicidal thoughts is not a strange thing people that I would not have expected to go down that road have gone down that road you realize that it doesn't take a whole lot to get depressed it doesn't take a whole lot. It doesn't take a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're unfortunate and in that season you don't have others to hold you up, oh, you can easily roll over. Can easily roll. And that is why you should take meditation so seriously. You should take it so seriously. Because a lot of the battles, nobody will be there to fight with you. To help with you. To help you with it. Yeah. It's just you and your God. It's just you and your God. I pray that from this week, we'll try it and see how even our week goes. See how our day goes. See how our life changes. See how we receive good news and how we receive bad news. Hmm. How many of you know that there are high things around us? Yeah, there are high things. There are high things. Yeah, high things. Yeah. And you see, some of these high things, we ourselves, we have exalted them. We have made them bigger. Maybe you have a debt. Maybe you have a situation, you know, financial situation or a health situation or a relation. We ourselves, we exalt those things. They become high things in our life. And you see, one of the blessings of meditation is that it knows how to bring you joy even when the circumstances and the situation don't allow for you to have joy. 
Meditating on the word of God will bring joy and drive away misery. You cannot be, be a miserable sinner and then become a miserable saint. Hey, there has to be a, a difference between Egypt and Goshen. If I was a sinner and I was miserable, then it's justified. I can also become saved and still be miserable. I pray for us. I really pray for us that there are certain things that will come to realize that the devil just sits back. If he takes your peace, he takes your joy. Listen, you can do all the evangelism you want. Who wants to follow a miserable person? This God you are serving, if that's what he makes you look like and feel like, why would I want to serve him? It's an evangelistic tool to be joyful. Especially when you're in the same situation with the others and they see your joy in the midst of that. But if you're as miserable as they are, then after the misery, they come and tell them, let's go to church. And that's why Paul told us in Philippians 4. Let's read from verse 4. Always be full of Joy. I want us to pray for a while today. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Always be full of joy. So it means that joy for a Christian is not occasional. Joy for a Christian is not seasonal. You must always be full of joy. Even when you are going through battles, mountains, valleys, still be joyful. Even when the answer to your prayer hasn't come, be joyful. It is a command. Always be joyful. Always be joyful. Uh, joy is not happiness. Happiness is based on circumstance. Happiness is a very carnal thing. It comes and it goes. Joy is sustained. It's a spirit. And it is sustained by the word of God. And that is why the word has the audacity to say always be joyful. Scripture will not say always be joyful if it knows that you can't always be joyful. Yeah, you cannot always be happy. But you can always be joyful. In the Lord, I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. You see what joy does. Joy makes you temperate. Joy makes you even. Joy makes you calm in the face of storms. Because as for storms of life, they'll come. Yes, the storm hits the house on the rock, hits the house on the sand. The storm will come. It doesn't matter where you are, the storm will blow there. But you have to keep your joy. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, replace worry with what? Prayer. Pray about everything. Remember that I told you that one form of meditation is what? Praying on the word. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you think. Tell God what is worrying you. Tell God what is frustrating you. Instead of talking to people, learn how to talk to God. Learn how, listen, sometimes you tell your issues to people. You say, oh, 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 oh. I'll stand with you in prayer. They have gone to eat their chicken. They have forgotten about your situation. 
until they see you again, then they'll remember something. Lord, please help my sister. And do that. <laughs> How is it going? Um, any answers yet? <laughs> hey. Because they're also carrying their problems. Talk to God. Discuss with God. You want to remember on the word of God. Yes. Remind him of his promises. Remind him of what he has said. Remind him. Remember all the things he has done. Remember what he has promised to do. And stop investing so much. Sometimes we feel that once we get hold, you see that you feel like if I'm able to talk to this person, I will get solution. If I'm able to talk to, it's like, then you talk to the person and they're, I'm very sorry on this occasion. The Bible says the arm of flesh will fail you. The arm of flesh will fail you. The same arm that will help you rise is the same arm that will bring you down. Yeah. The people who said, hail him, hail him. When they the same people said, crucify him, crucify him. Yes. Because man in their natural state cannot comprehend your success. People want to help you so long as you don't do better than them. They will only help you to the point where you are still behind. And so our meanness, our weakness means that if you, are, you start doing well and you begin to struggle, even though they'll be saying, oh, what happened? A part of them is like, ah, it's about time that you were brought to level. But God, 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 the good thing about God. You see, the reason why even when you make a mistake or you fall, you get so overwhelmed because you are still focused on man. Man will judge you. God will forgive you. God will embrace you. God will strengthen you. God will wash you. God will cleanse you and let you stand up again. Man is the one who complicates matters for you. But we are more focused on the accolades of men, on the impression of men, on men liking us, on men wanting us, on men approving of us. If men approve of you and God does not approve of you, you are not approved. If men don't approve, but God approves of you, you are approved. Focus on God. Focus on God. Let the flesh die. Let the flesh die. Let the, you see, it's the flesh that wants to impress people. It's the flesh that wants people to like them. People get depressed because they don't have friends. And you know why? It's good to have friends. But it's not the most important thing in your life. The absence of friends may take a bit of happiness away from you, but it cannot take your joy away from you. Look at the things that we have been struggling with all these years that have made us feel so down and so low. My cousin got married, I haven't got married. My sister had a child, I haven't had a child. Those are all human things. When God wants to solve those problems, he can put all of them together and solve it as one. Focus on God. Focus on God. I have a very good friend. Her first child she had was disabled, totally disabled. I haven't seen anybody as joyful as her. Pastor Sam, when she goes to church, whether anybody will dance or not, she dances from the front to the back every Sunday. Every Sunday. And one day I was asking her, where do you even get your strength? Because you have all these children plus this one that you have to, you are the full-time carer. You've never been able to practice your career. You've never been able to do anything. You have been a full-time career uh, carer since you had your child. She said, for my child to even still be alive, 
And for me to be well is a blessing from God. But some of us would have been depressed. God, why did you give me a disabled child? Why? I've saved you. I tithe. I this. I'm even, look, I never even sinned. I didn't even, my face, I only had sex with my husband. I've never, why do you give me? And then we begin to despise God. But her love for God has no boundary. Her love for God. You see, it's somebody who has understood who God is. And what God represents in her life. Until today, the child is about 21. She's still believing that one day the child will walk out of the wheelchair. She hasn't given up faith. She hasn't given up hope. Some of us, we pray two months, three months, God didn't answer, we are off. Yeah. Sometimes we even give the prophet 100 pounds, 200 pounds. The prophet's word is bouncing on the floor. The prophet's word is bouncing on the floor. We go back for balance. <laughs> Let's finish the scripture and go home. How many of you are blessed, by the way? How many of you feel that there are some changes that need to be made and some shiftings in our lives? Yeah, let us not get excited about the word of God. Let us not just like, oh, the message was powerful. It's good if the message is powerful, but it's very irrelevant if the message is powerful. What you should find is what is the word in there for me? And just take it. Whether it was sung, whether the pastor was boring, it doesn't matter. All it matters is that I got a word. I received the word. Hmm. Tell God what you need. Thank him. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. God's peace surpasses understanding. You see, the ways of God cannot be explained by man. That is why even what we are talking about, if you try and go and put it by any book, it will not work. Do you know that in the world, now they have made all these self-help books in an attempt to use scripture. But you don't need those self-help books. You need the word of God. Yes. You know, it's like motivational, empowerment, Keep your eyes, write it and put it by your uh, bedside. Stay, you make your eyes, stay on it, whatever. You, you have it in the word of God. But people are buying books. How to, uh, how to be successful, the, how to the best. The, you have. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. As you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Somebody say, last thing, last thing. Tell the person the last thing before you go home. Tell the person, take this one very, very seriously. Tell this the person that ask for this one, you can't miss it. This, this one. And tell the person, I feel like this line is for you. Yeah. Do you think the person is ready for it? He says, fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, and what is admirable. Can you imagine the difference your life will be? That every day you wake up, your thoughts are on things that are true, that are honorable, that are right, that are pure that are lovely, that are admirable. You see how easily we are drawn to things that are not true, to things that are not lovely, to things that we are easily drawn. 
to be meditating on the right things, you have to do it intentionally. It will not just come. To meditate on the wrong things will just come. And that is why he's saying that, listen, fix your thoughts. Fix your mind. Fix, be fixated on the word of God. That's the truth. On things that are pure. On things that are lovely. Some things that are admirable. You should just fix your mind. Then say it. Can you imagine every morning that you wake up and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I am the righteousness of God. I am royalty. You see, some of these things, when we say it, it sounds ridiculous. If you like, start saying it to yourself and see what you become. Don't say it when we come to the church, into church and we are just declaring. You see our confession we say every Sunday morning. If I were you, I will have it in my room that I say. Yes. You don't just come to church and say it on Sunday. You say it till you actually, you are it. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And then the verse 9, Psalm 7 says, Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received. Tell somebody, put it into practice. Put it into practice. When you have meditated, put it into practice. When you have read it, put it into practice. Yeah, all you have learned and received from me for. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. And you know what will happen? Then the God of peace will be with you. Hallelujah. I want us to rise up onto our feet and just for a few minutes or two, I want us to pray. Because this is a weapon that the Lord is giving to us. This is a weapon that the Lord is giving to us. If we can get this weapon and can incorporate it into our life and become a part of us and a very important and vital part. Listen, anybody who learns how to meditate and is able to direct it in any area, in that area they will prosper. In that area they will be established. I don't know what you have failed at and failed at and failed at. I don't know what you have struggled with and struggled with and struggled with. I want to let you know that if you begin to meditate on that area, it will prosper. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Just speak to the Lord. 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 Kabasha tarabalababa. Oh, makora mashete rebelebebe. Emana badabalababa. Kaya lahe barabalababa. Ah, makora mashatara. How much light will come into our lives when we begin to meditate? How much light will shine in every area of our life when we begin to meditate? Ah, makadabalababa, keya la baba, makadabalababe, kaya la hibarabalababe, oh, makoshata. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8, Most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. For that man shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river. And it shall not see and fear when heat comes, but it leaves shall be green forever. It shall not be anxious and full of care, even in the year of drought, nor shall it cease to yield fruit. May that be your testimony. I want you to pray. Lift up.